Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to our Brio HR podcast, Doing It With Brio. Today, I'm really delighted to have Jake uh, Abdullah on the, on the show. Um, I've known him through LinkedIn for some time and, and seen a lot of his inspirational quotes and, and, and posts. So it's really fantastic to invite him onto the show and talk about a subject that actually I very rarely get a, a chance to talk about and especially to talk about publicly, which is fitness and health in the context of careers. Um, so, Jake, welcome to the show. It's fantastic to have you here. Please uh, uh, give the audience a, a little bit of an introduction. Well, um, where do I start? Well, I'm 56 <laughs> years old, uh, been in more, uh, media and entertainment for almost three decades, 30 years. Um, but, you know, uh, music, but fitness is a very strong passion of mine. Uh, mm -hmm. it, not not for the last 30 years, but, you know, for the last 20 years, I guess, I think that uh, I really got into fitness and mm -hmm. aging and stuff like that. And, and it's really helped my career, helped my mental well-being and stuff. So, yeah, so it's very passionate. So apart from, you know, I, apart from doing what I do, uh, I have a daily fitness routine that is, you know, mm -hmm. almost, you know, like I always tell people I'm not motivated, but I'm very disciplined. Some days I just hate to get up and do it, but I'll do it <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, so. This is, you know, that, so that's me. I've got, I've got, uh, you know, um, I'm a huge Liverpool fan. So that's why I asked you, which part of UK are you from? So, yeah, my, <laughs> and my, so and my mother says, sorry. Um, if you look over my uh, right hand shoulder, sorry, my other shoulder, you can see a cushion on the sofa. I don't know if you can see what football emblem. emblem oh, okay. Yeah, yes. Uh, Hot Spurs. Yes, Spurs. yes, yes. I'm not, I'm not a huge but I, I make sure I make sure it's always visible in the podcast, just in case. Just, just in case. We 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 okay with Spurs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different different ends of England, um, but yeah, it's great to have you on the show. And uh, I mean, one thing that you notice, you know, when 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 you are on LinkedIn a lot, you scroll through LinkedIn a lot. There there are a lot of posts about uh, mental health, um, mm -hmm. and one one thing. I've come to realize myself about myself over over the years and not just realize myself but other people have pointed out to me is how closely my mental state is related to my actual physical health um, maybe not physical health but my actual fitness um, the ability to exercise every day the ability to go to the gym every day and have uh, that that positive body image actually has a massive impact on how I act on how I feel um, and, and how I act with other people. Um, I don't know if it's like a body chemistry thing where the you it know is, the body it is involved in, it is but it also is. It, is it an, an an ego thing as well? Like you, you you're happier when you know that you look good. Um, but have you have you experienced that yourself? That kind of link yeah, between the definitely definitely because yeah. you know uh, I think you actually nailed it already. There it's 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 two things. It's one is your physical well being. How how good you look affects uh, you know how you interact with the outside your confidence your esteem your you know and stuff like that. but more important is the the hormones we're talking about you just actually mm. nailed it which is dopamine and serotonin and stuff it's all feel-good hormones so you know so why do people have this runner's high why do i go to the gym for a pump why do you know so it's, it's what happens is your body is in a very um not homeostatic but very uh and heightened uh mm. you know uh state so you, you're feeling high 
you know, a natural high and, and, and it's actually very helpful. So most people are very confident. So the physical, the physical, uh, um, you know, outlook is definitely apparent there, you know, and people look good, they're confident, lack of low self-esteem and stuff like that. So I, I've seen it, you know, people just change, you know, I, I also, uh, am a qualified personal trainer. So I've seen people who have been obese and when they sh- drop the weight and stuff, how confident they get and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, but so it's all hormonal. So, you know, so. I agree with you. It's amazing the difference it makes. But have have you ever tackled that in teams that you're working with when you are leading uh, large teams as you have done in the past? Have you ever, it's it's a difficult subject to broach, right? When you know people are struggling, they are having difficulties and you know that also if they just started acting more healthily and, and, and exercising more and eating more healthily, it would actually make a world of difference. But at the same time, there's always that barrier between a boss and a, and a team member. To, to, mm-hmm. to jump into that personal conversation versus a career or, or professional conversation? I have, uh, you know, so many experiences about this because the last, last company I was working was a large media company, Astro. And mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I rejoined as CEO, first thing I wanted to initiate is help. But I couldn't, I, I couldn't actually uh, force it onto anybody. You see? So what happened was during lunchtime, I'll, they'll see me with a gym bag leaving for the... To, to work out and most of the times i'm preparing my own food i'll have lunch in my room and stuff eventually you know what i mean that people start to mimic and parrot and hey what's that what yeah. did you bring what you know ask you questions like what's intermittent fasting how come you're not having breakfast you know <laughs> how does it work and stuff like so eventually we saw uh, uh you know as as the gen y started getting into the the working uh you know what happened was they are more aware you know or woke you know so <laughs> what happens they, you know they want to get into crossfit they want to look good yeah. so that actually helped so if you notice also in business the drinking culture has sort of gone down mm. you know so people are at gyms people are at crossfits they are you know they're playing golf they're playing you know they're going bowling they're cycling a lot which has come up a lot so Mm. There's been a huge shift from back in the day when I started working where the drinking culture was so prevalent. And, you know, after five years in a pub somewhere. So that helped a lot. But yes, I think most important bosses or or leaders or CEOs or C-levels or managers, they have to establish this in, in, you know, some some companies uh, like, you know, on a Friday, they'll give, uh, you know, every alternate week or what they'll give the staff, you know what? Let's go for bowling or let's go up a hike. Mm-hmm. So you have to do that because what happens is, you know, yeah, you lose half a day, you know, man hours, you know, if it's like a 200 people, you're, you're talking about quite substantial. But however, the long term benefits are definitely very evident. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's not it's not even about not being healthier and not taking sick leaves. It's the, the mental alertness that you get when, when you are in better shape. You can work better. You can work longer. You can the, the quality of the work actually goes up. But I think um, I, I I most struggled with my my personal fitness between the ages of thirty and and forty. That's that's where it all went kind of off off the rails for me. And uh, I, I was I was trying to talk about this to some other friends, but uh, it, it didn't really go anywhere. They hadn't really shared the same experience. But for me, when I was young, fitness was easy. It was just easy. I could eat whatever I wanted. I'd go to the gym and, and work out hard a few times a week, and I would just have a a good physique, a six pack, and, and everything was fine. But then you reach a certain age, I think it's late 20s, early 30s, and suddenly everything becomes difficult. You're doing you're doing the same things, but it's the, the result is different. And I think it took me 10 years to adapt to that. 
I think it, it took me by surprise and, and it took me a long time to adapt that I, I, I did have to change. And I, I guess I'd always had that opinion that it worked before, so it should still work and it should work again. And I resisted changing for a long time. Um, but do, do, do you think a lot of people get stuck in that or, or get surprised by that change in their, in their bodies? Yeah, I think uh, you've just ex explained uh, aging very well because what happens <laughs> is it's, it's, it's actually hormonal. I tell a lot of people this. Uh, even I talk to people who are depressed and stuff. I say it's a, it's a, it's a hormonal state which you have to get into. Post thirty, I mean, times have changed because the food we have, we are, you know, the intake of food is is highly processed and stuff like you know. Um, Post thirty, these days when I speak to when I speak to doctors, post thirty males tend to lose one percent of their testosterone level, which is the male mm. growth hormone, male hormone, yes. you know, and and it keeps declining. By the time they are forty, already most of them are in a very low testosterone uh, state, and you know when you're in low test, you definitely get more depressed. Your visceral fat increases, your belly fat, you know, and then suddenly you're tired all the time, and it's it's very common. It's very common because of various factors. You know, like you were talking about, you know, um, you know, we, are, we get entrenched in our work that half an hour a day, one hour a day, people don't spend taking care of themselves. Food is, is so easy. Fast food is so easy. Yeah. People go out and grab, you know, so people don't want to cook. So all this has contributed to that. I've seen people in, in the 40s who have, you know, very low test levels and, and always depressed and stuff like that. But again, like I said, if you do encounter this, talk to doctor, get your get your, your blood work mm -hmm. done, see your test levels. And there's TRT, there's test uh, replacement therapy and stuff like that. People should not. It's, it's andropause, actually, you know, for, mm -hmm. for, for yeah. females, it's menopause and andropause. So it happens. But I do agree, you know. So again, like I said, a lot of people don't understand that it needs to be a balance. If you, if you're talking about exercise per se, and a lot of people tend to cycle a lot. A friend of mine was cycling profusely, doing 30, 40 kilometers a day, and you know he's saying I'm burning X amount of calories, and I said I don't think so. You know why? Because your body gets more efficient, and he still has got that belly and stuff. So I said. What happens is, you know, your body starts to understand and you have to work harder to burn the calories. So it's always good to do the best of both because the law of testosterone is use it or lose it. So to me, it's, that's why I lift weights, you know, I lift weights, you know, and I do morning cardio, I lift weights because I'm trying to, I'm trying to lift till about I'm 120. I'm trying to hack it, you know, so, <laughs> so you know, so I guess it's a balance, you know, I'd rather do it now than suffer later. You know, yeah. I've seen people in their sixties; they're already struggling. You know, I went back to my to my class reunion and I was shocked. You know, I'm fifty six. I was shocked. You know, I was like, "Oh wow, what did you do? What did you eat?" They don't understand that it's a lifestyle. It's not something. Yeah, I'm sure you'd agree. It's, it's a lifestyle. You know, so definitely, oh, definitely. And it's 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 funny you mentioned that I described aging. Um, I think when when you're in your teens and you're in your twenties, of course you you fully understand what aging is and and you understand that process. But you just don't think it's going to happen to you. Exactly. You've got that strange delusion that it's going to happen. It happens to everyone else, but it's not going to happen to you. And it's not till you till it does happen that you think, "Oh my God, it's 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 happened. It's here. Uh, I'm 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 getting old." And it's even though you know it's going to happen, you 100% know it's going to happen. It's still a shock when it when it when when, when it does happen. Um, but yeah, I, I I I always just wish I could go back in time to when I was about twenty eight or something like that. I think that's when things started to go downhill for me. If I could just go back in time to then, and uh, and give myself a few pointers about what to 
what to change in my lifestyle, just very, very small things. And, you know, I think I think it's a common question that that people ask themselves or ask others, what advice would you go back in time and give yourself? Um, and, and for me, it's it's never anything to do with career or, or or business or things like that. When I think about the advice that I wish I'd been given or I could give myself, it's always about fitness. Um, it's always about things which are per- related to my, uh, my my personal fitness. Um, what what about yourself? I mean, what what advice would you give a twenty year old, a twenty five year old when it when it's related I'll, to health and fitness? I'll be very honest with you because I, I I was in nightlife, so you know I was also you know one of the top DJs in the country at that time, and I was you know, clubbing. I owned a club and stuff, so I really actually abused my body. I I won't lie about it. So one day I had an epiphany when I was. My daughter was born and I was 31 years old. And I said, look, you know what I mean? I, I can't do this. So, But if mm-hmm. I had to go back and, and talk to a 21-year-old Jake, I said, hey, do everything, but do it, you know, within, you know, context within, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, you have to be, yeah. you know, because, you, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, John, you know, at that age, you're, you know everything, you're, you know, and you take it to limits. There's no moderation. So yeah. I think moderation yeah. is the key because, if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be here also. So I can't actually say that, you know, but <laughs> I, I, yeah, but I think that, you know, I have a son who's 21, my daughter's 26. And, and the same thing I tell them, I said, spend half an hour a day just taking care of yourself, read, you know, do exercise, small things like that actually, you know, you might not see the dividends now, but over the long time, you know, you'll see, you know, you speak about mental health. Uh, I lost two friends uh, uh, who took their lives during the COVID period. She took the lives. One was one was a guy who reported to me, an Australian guy, and he was two years younger than me. And the other was a very famous uh, Filipino rock band uh, singer, and perfectly normal. Next day they were gone. So again, like I said, the, the common denominator that you could see was exercise. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that it's going to save everything, but you know, to keep yourself in that that positive, you know. One thing that you, when you have your health, you, everything is possible. So I guess, you know, I always talk about this. I say, hey, you know, um, keep your health. Everything else we can figure out. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's um it, it it's tough because it it can create a downward spiral. Right? When you're when you're going through a tough time, whether it's depression or or, or something like this, you lose your pro- uh, positiveness, you lose your proactivity, and you simply don't want to exercise um but but that in turn makes things even even worse and i've I've kind of experienced this recently myself i I think everyone has with the with the with the covid lockdown before covid i was i was in getting really good habits with my fitness and i for me as as you said earlier it's not about motivation it's about discipline and you build certain habits and and once you have those habits it actually becomes quite easy um to go to the gym every day and, and and do everything but when something disrupts you and disrupts those habits it's like starting at square one again so when covid struck and a lockdown struck uh and i couldn't go to the gym anymore and it broke my habits it took me probably four or five months into the lockdown to really get things back going again and develop those habits again and and create new types of workouts um uh, but i i i think i needed a shock to, to make myself real, like to, to get myself out of that kind of downward spiral. Um, and for me, I think, uh, guys, I think, I'm not sure if everyone does this. Maybe you can confirm it to me. When you look in the mirror, you kind of suck. You suck everything in, right? Um, and you don't realize how bad things are getting. But then someone randomly takes a photo of you when you're not expecting it. 
uh, and you see the photo and you think, oh my God. So that, 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 <laughs> that kind of, oh my God moment. And I thought I have to, I have to start doing some home workouts. Um, mm-hmm. But how, 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 how do you help people to snap themselves out of that? If, if, if you can recognize someone in a, a downward spiral where they just, they just need that, that shock to put them back into the upward spiral. The two parts to this, I think, in, in this in this era, one is people want a quick fix, and there's no such mm-hmm. thing as a quick fix. Yes. Number two, we are bogged, we are, you know, pro, you know, all these Instagram influencers, and 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 they shove it down your your, your throat, mm-hmm. and they, everybody thinks it's going to happen overnight. It's not, you know. Yeah. I'm a qualified personal trainer, and I know exactly how long mm-hmm. it takes to lose the amount of weight you put on. I trained somebody who's lost half his weight. He was 172 kilos. He's now 85 kilos. And it's, you know, it's just very smartly, you know, uh, you know, counting your calories and ensuring everything. But again, like I said, people think that's going to happen overnight. And the market is brutal also. Suddenly you see all this, all this, uh, you know, supplements and stuff that, which is actually unnecessary and people buy into it. So we are stuck in a place where number one, you know, it's so narcissistic. Think about <laughs> it, you know. So everybody subscribes to it. So, you know, in fact, I told my friends, just shut off Instagram and just focus on yourself mm. for a while. Because again, like I said, I only follow people I believe I can learn from. So, you know, so I, I want to learn mm. like David Goggins or in The Rock, mm. you know, uh, and, you know, stuff like that. So I, I study them. So for people who are, I, I think, who, are, who want to get into a regime, I always say... Start small. Keep your keep your goals very realistic first, because everybody's. You know what? I'm going to lose 15 kilos yep. in. I said, don't do that. I said, get <laughs> up first. Get off the couch. Walk for five minutes. Tomorrow, walk for six minutes. Next day, walk for ten minutes. You know, you know. If you're eating a plate of rice, eat half a plate of rice. So it's manageable. The problem is, again, like I said, it's society. Society is into fat shaming. Is into you know. But to me, it's health. It's not about the physical attributes because that comes naturally. Yeah. So I tell people, I, I, whenever I start people off, I always tell them very, very simple. Take one step at a time and track it because what you don't track, you will not understand because data is very important. You know, So I take yeah. my weight every morning. I, take, I understand what is water weight. I understand you know, all this. So and, you know, in, in this context in Malaysia, say, oh, don't eat carbs. Don't eat carbs. I said, <laughs> why, why not? I said, Oh, carbs makes you fat. I said, no, eating too much makes you fat. You know what I mean? So stop that because like you're talking about testosterone, our body needs carbohydrates to actually make testosterone, you know, so in in your brain activity. So, oh, keto diet. I said, look, hang on. Every diet works. It just needs to be sustainable. The problem is we're so impatient, you know. Keto keto is something that I've tried it. I've tried everything, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's really it's really tough because we change our fuel source from glycogen to ketones, right? So we're yeah. actually rewiring ourselves. But the minute you stop, you get it back again. So yeah, it works yeah. for most people. It works for most people, but you know, again, like I said, we are not meant to do this. We are meant yeah. to eat a balanced diet, you know. So so I always it's- tell people it's yeah, it's don't cut off the stuff. I have my cheat meals. I go out for a burger and stuff. I'll, I'll do stuff that, you know, I'm not extreme in that sense. I'm not competing or anything, you know. So, and it also helps your your mental well-being. I mean, you, mm. I have a brother who who is a competitive bodybuilder. He won four times the world championship, WBPF. Wow. He got third this time. And the, and the diet they go through is insane. 
It's insane. Yeah. It's not for regular people. You and I work. We can't sustain ourselves without having any carbohydrates. We'll probably chew somebody's head, head off. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And it's it's, it's interesting because diet diet has always been something that I've not even bothered thinking about. Uh, uh, I, I, I always thought they were fads. I always thought it's, it's, it's just a sales pitch um, to get people to buy into certain ideas and pay for certain things that they don't need. Um, and, and I thought that because I could, in, in my 20s, I could always maintain a six pack with eating junk food. Um, and, and then I guess I hit 40 and, and I, I, I thought out of desperation, I thought I have to try out some of these things. And I, I've actually found a I've been doing, I guess, a, a kind of intermittent fasting with a kind of keto diet. And the, the, the differences that it has made has been profound, um, both in let, terms let, of but yeah, also let. my receding hairline. Uh, is, hairline is not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and things like skin, but also things like just my alertness and my mental energy. It's, yeah. it's been quite profound. I, 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 I just didn't expect it to have that kind of impact. Intermittent fasting to me, I will, I will subscribe to everybody. I'll advocate to everybody because, you know, the whole commercial market introduced that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Mm. It's absolute crap. We were never meant to have breakfast because we were all, you know, hunters and you know. So, yeah. in fact, diets like the, the warrior diet where you eat once a day, or the OMAD diet. What intermittent fasting does is actually. You know, a couple of things. Once it's autophagy, it, 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 it uh, cannibalizes all your bad cells. Um, you know, your insulin is in control. Your body d- doesn't spike insulin. So you're becoming more alert, you know. So it's it's a great way of actually, you know, then having a really great meal at the end. So, yeah. So if you're doing IF, great, because I do IF a lot. I usually skip breakfast and then have lunch and then have another meal. So it actually keeps me very alert. Mm-hmm. Uh I also am Muslim, so during the fasting month, I, you know, really yeah. fast and I work out. I get into my best shape in the Ramadan. So, yeah, because you know, I work out also, you know, if you if you know who Terry Crews is, you know, I'm sure you know Terry Crews from from police, uh, you know, uh, Terry Crews. Mm-hmm. He, he he's 53, I think so. And he's intermittent fasting and he's ripped, ripped, absolutely <laughs> ripped. I think the, the, the most important thing is we overeat, John. Yeah, yeah. We overeat, you know. All of us, we overeat, and and it doesn't help us, you know. So we take in more it, than we, you know. It's 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 amazing because I've always, I, I guess, watching YouTube and reading bodybuilding magazines, I, I it's drilled into you that you have to have five, six, seven meals a day of small protein. But since I've been doing the intermittent fasting that's when I've noticed the strength gains going up so much on, on things like deadlift, on, on squats. Uh, I'm not necessarily lifting more than I've ever lifted in the past, but the rate at which I'm improving now has gone up so much, uh, which is completely the opposite of what I've always believed in the past is that you have to eat protein and protein and protein. Um, so it's very, it's, 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 it's very, very interesting area. Um, I think for, do you think, do you think it's especially hard for, malaysians to do intermittent fasting uh because of the love for food it's such a foodie culture and it's such a it's not even the food it's 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 a social thing right it's it's everyone just loves talking about food everyone loves the experience of food i i the the hardest thing for me about intermittent fasting is not uh uh not eating it's the social context of everyone asking you john why aren't you eating come on why why aren't you coming out for breakfast why aren't you going for lunch uh 
you're, you're almost like a social outcast when you, <laughs> when, when, when you avoid these things. What, do, you, do you think that's a really big deal for, for, for a lot of Malaysians? I, I think, you know, you actually nailed it because in, in Malaysia, food is, is actually such a, uh, it's, it's inbuilt in our culture. When you talk yeah. to somebody, you say, Sudamakan, have you eaten? That's the first thing we ask people, have you eaten? <laughs> you know, if you yeah. come to my house, the first thing I'll ask you is, have you eaten? Can I get you a meal? You know, we, when we congregate or we catch out, our friends is always, hey, let's grab, you know. So it is tough. But I think that uh, what's happened in the last few years is I see a lot of people intermittent fasting. They've actually understood this. So um, it is tough for me. So I, if I have meetings and stuff, you know, I, I usually don't have breakfast meetings or breakfast, you know. So it's lunch meetings and post that. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I guess for Malaysians, it's, a very alien thing. You're absolutely right. But people are getting it. You know, a lot of people, oh, you know, and you know how very fast we fall into fads. So they think it's a fad and suddenly, you know, some of my, out of my stuff back in the day, out of 200 stuff, about 20, 30 of them, you know, which is about 12% of them were intermittent fasting because I was doing it. They asked me why. So I said, hey, I'm losing weight. It mm. helps my growth hormone. It helps my testosterone level, helps my yeah. this, helps my that, you know, skin's getting better and stuff like that. Yeah. And you're right. So, but it's tough in Malaysia because Everybody's mm -hmm. always pushing some kind of meal into your face here. Yeah. And it, it, it's funny because I, I moved to Malaysia around the time I turned 30. And for, for a long time, I blamed Malaysia for the fact that I was putting on weight. All the, I, 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 I discovered Roti Chennai when I moved to Malaysia. Oh, you obviously, you can get that in the UK. Heavenly. I, I, was, I was eating so much. And I really just, I literally blamed Malaysia. Malaysia is the reason that I'm putting on weight because of all the food here. Of course, it's my own fault. It's completely my own fault. But uh, for a long time, I, I didn't want to blame myself. I wanted to blame something else. And it, it was Malaysia. Um, but you, you mentioned also social media earlier and, and, and the influencers. I think there's, um, there's a huge amount of positivity about that in terms of the availability of, of information. Um, some people just don't know how to, how to be healthy and how to be in shape. And, and there's some great influence as uh, online on YouTube, on Instagram. I, I really like uh, Athlinex, uh, Jeff Cavalier from Athlinex. Yeah, Jeff and, Cavalier. And yeah. you mentioned uh, David Goggins. I tried to do one of his 45 minute cardio blasts. I, I couldn't get through 20 minutes, but uh, very it, it's some really valuable uh, information. But there's also, there's so many influencers who have this perfect body. Um, they seem they seem to have it effortlessly. Um, do you think that's actually damaging? You know, in in some ways it's motivational because you see them and it's it's a it's a role model. It's someone that you can aspire to. But at the same time, you hear that maybe they're on steroids, on on all these other kind of things, and they have this. It's it's not a it's not what real people can can actually obtain unless they're taking drugs and and performance enhancing drugs and things like this. Do you think it's more harmful than it's useful? I think truth is a very important thing in this business. And there are very few people who will tell you the truth. You know, like there's one guy called Greg Doucette, I think, and he, he took a swipe at oh, Jeff yeah. Cavalier the other day. Yeah. So Greg tells you the truth. He says, I'm on TRT. I've done PEDs before. I've done, you know, cycle. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. Because most of the time, nine out of 10 of them who say they are clean and uh, who say they are natty, I'm natural, you know, are not. Because one look at their body and you can say, immediately see that there's no way you can build this physique you know 
naturally. There's no way, you know. So, you know, some of us have been in the gym for years and years and years, and we train as hard. There's no way you can do this. So the second thing is, you know, you see a trend of these influencers actually endorsing stuff, selling stuff. And, and you know, yeah. I saw in Malaysia the other day there was a lady selling pants that can actually make you slim. So I called her up on that and says, hey, you know, this is a really bad information. You know, spot reduction. Oh, you used to rub this cream on your tummy and you go down and... Yeah. So there's a lot of information. So you're absolutely right. I think we have to be a bit more intelligent too. But, you know, it's herd mentality. If somebody does it, a celebrity yeah. endorses it, there's word of mouth marketing, people will follow. But the truth of the matter is, actually, it's, you know, none of us are meant to get the, an Olympian body and stuff like that because, you know, just just to be healthy and, and, and lean and, and live a long life and to be mobile is great. So you don't need drugs for this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Even in even in Malaysia, because I hang around most of these personal trainers and stuff like that, so there's just so much of this going around, and they introduce it to really young uh, people who just get into the you know fitness industry in the twenties and stuff like that, which is can do so much damage to their natural system, hormones yeah. system. By the time yeah. they're thirty, they've you know it's already halted, and yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, again, uh, like I said, lots of good information. There's also lots of bad information, misinformation, and don't believe everything you see or, or hear or read, you know. So, yeah, do research. So, I like to follow the scientific guys. I like the guys who actually can come up with, you know, proper, like, you know, some, some very good advocate, a little bit of research into it. And then I'll try to understand it. If not, hey, use this, you get a six pack, use that, you get an eight pack. You know? Definitely. And, and do, you, do you think it is a, uh, a factor in mental health? Obviously, there. I, mean, I, I don't have any of the data or any of the figures, but there, there, there does seem to be a trend of more young people, even middle-aged and older people suffering from mental health issues around, around depression. Do, do you think it is about this social media increasing, having an increasingly larger part in our life and seeing so many of these so-called perfect examples uh, of what a, what a healthy man should look like, what a healthy woman should look like, not just in the health industry, but actually also... In, 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 in business, you see so many of these business gurus who seem to make no mistakes and make loads of money, and et cetera, et cetera. And all these celebrities who are constantly online showing off their lifestyle. Do you think that a, a, has a big impact on, on this so-called mental health issues that people are, are suffering these days? Actually, you called it out very earlier just now when, when we were speaking, when you said that, you know, uh, how much of this is... is do we take in or, or how much of this do we repel? But it's very hard for a young person who wants that immediate gain to not be affected by it. So I guess as we grow older, like right now, I'll shut off. You know, I'll just go to the mute button and say, I'm muting you because he's talking a lot of nonsense. <laughs> so, you know, so again, like that can happen. But people are watching this and they want to be a part of this. They think this is the social norm. They think that, you know what, yeah. I, need, I, need, I need to be wearing a Rolex and a BMW and this is a social norm. So, and, and, and people get depressed because they feel that, you know, they've not achieved, you know, society's level of, you know, being, being successful. So a lot, I think a lot of people are affected by, by this, especially the younger generation. You know, so, so you know, when I do lectures or stuff like that, I says, hey, hang on, do you really need it? You know, do you really need it? You know, how is this going to change your social? Discipline? So a lot of people don't understand that. Like, I give you a classic example. iPhone comes out, everybody wants an iPhone, iPhone 13. So, but why? What's the reason? Is it, you know, is it, do you really need it or? So, yeah, necessity. So it's, it's, it's just, to me, it's peer pressure. And 
you know, and you can see it more and more in, in teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because, um, I, I think as you get older, you, what, what, whatever generation you're part of, as you get older, you always criticize the young, the younger generations. Um, and I, so I, I don't know if that's, if you can really criticize them or if it's just, uh, the old criticizing the young, but definitely, you know, when I was growing up in the eighties, the, the heroes that I had were people like Arnie, Sylvester Stallone, all, all, all these kind of fitness actors or, or, or action action stars. Look, looking at where things are now, the social media influencers are taking on that role that that these kind of action stars used to have for for people that are really youngsters who are really into this kind of thing. Um, that, that there aren't so many of these big, genuinely impressive action stars anymore. But on Instagram, on YouTube, that's where you see all these kind of really, really fine specimens uh, who people potentially look at at role models. Do you think that's a bad thing or, or, or a good thing? Do you think do you think we still have the role models that you and I had growing up, um, or, or do you think there's just social media is so wide these days? There's so many; it, it doesn't have the impact that it that it used to. Have. Yeah, I think there's just too many platforms. You know, back in the day, you and I could pick up a Flex magazine or a Muscle and Fitness or Muscle and Development, and, and <laughs> you know, and, and get and get our our idol worship going on there. But you know, Arnold is still a huge factor in that. He writes a very good email every mm. two weeks or what, you know, which I subscribe to. But you're right. I mean, these days. If you can get uh, motivated by watching some K-pop group, I mean, you yeah, know, again, like yeah. I said, so it, it was just really weird because, again, like I said, they are, they are projecting a different lifestyle and everybody wants that. You know, how does it work? Like Squid Games was, oh, wow, huge hit 90 countries, number one. <laughs> so we have hurt mentality. So, you know, I guess it comes in fast and goes away. So do you actually want to subscribe to it? In terms of, you know, and, and, and The Rock said it really well. He says everything that I've, achieved is because i've spent time in the gym i've worked harder than anybody in the gym terry cruz you know michael jai white the, the you know the action star yeah. and all these people so again like i said it's, it's the fitness aspect that actually drives that you know you, you talk about you know uh, um the present generation it's you're right we are void of that who do we have yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, it didn't, and, I, and i haven't i haven't heard the name michael J. white for a while i might have to go back to my through my Big DVD fan. collection, pick up, pick up, uh, pick up one of his old movies. Um, but I mean, that I mean, that really leads me on to my maybe my my last question or the or the last theme. Who who are your 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 kind of fitness heroes? Not not necessarily going back to when you were young, but uh, nowadays when you do need a bit of a motivational pump before a workout, or when you do need uh, um, a little bit more info, or that just that extra pump of motivation. Who 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 do you look to? What 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 do you check out to I, kind of get information? I'm very into David Goggins because not because of his, 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 he doesn't have this amazing body or what, but it's just his mental strength is amazing. I, yeah. I find that, you know, I, every time that I feel down, he's like, you know, there's no nonsense, you know, you drill sergeant, pick yourself up, forget about it. You know, look at the guy's got 4.7 million people following him. He doesn't follow yeah. one person every day, <laughs> he, you know, and, and he's working out and he's not talking about working out. So he's, you know, Arnold is one of them. Other than that, you know, The Rock, I used to follow a lot. But right now, he's just gone very commercial, selling his tequila and selling his this and selling his that. It's no fault of his. Probably he's, you know, joined that part of the, the bandwagon. But you know, there are very few people that, that I sort of, you know. So I look for, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, you know, Jeff Cavalier and, you know, at the next and stuff like that. But it's interesting that I'm looking for more scientific information now. 
So rather yeah. than, you know, so because my, my, my goals have changed not to, it's not to, you know, yeah, you want to look amazing, but also to be mobile and to be functional and yeah. to be able to, you know, because it's no point looking, you know, uh, having this, you know, fantastic body, but if you're going to, you know, succumb to some kind of illness <laughs> or stuff like that. So I think like I'm looking at, you know, um, stuff like stretching, which I really need to do more of, mobility, <laughs> you know. You know, there's this great guy on Instagram. I, I I don't know his name, but his handle is knees over toes guy, which is he talks about he talks about knee problems and how you can fix it. And it's great. So I, I look for those kind of stuff. But other than that, we we are we are void of anybody yeah. great, you know. Think about it, you know. Um, Ronnie Coleman has suffered massive spine problems because of that, you oh, know. Yeah, yeah. Dorian Yates, one of my all-time favorites, is just, you know, he's recluse and he's doing his own thing. And Flex Wheeler, I heard today, is, you know, very badly uh, struck yeah. with COVID and, you know, is fighting yeah. for his life. So, yeah, so, and bodybuilding itself has changed so much, which I really don't like, you know, so it's just, yeah, definitely. you know, yeah. if, if you watch the Olympias, the guys are like 320-pound monsters on stage where Arnold's time was just so beautiful. So, yeah, so, you know, so, I'm looking for more mental now. I'm looking for, I'll do the work, you know, just, I need to switch. So, so Goggins yeah. does it for me, if I had to say it. Yeah. It's, fu it's funny, uh, Goggins, uh, he's, he's so intense. And uh, oft often when he's talking, especially when he's talking directly to the camera, the intensity jumps, it jumps out at you. And you, you all, you, more than anyone else, you feel as if he's talking directly to you, as in not to an audience, but directly to you. Uh, and that's actually quite scary because it, it it feels like he's he's really looking at you and seeing all of your flaws and all of your failures and it's it's I find him quite intense and almost scary <laughs> to watch uh, yeah. at, at times. Yeah. But that's a good thing in many ways. Yes. Yeah, I like his humility and and you know he always calls it like it is. You know, he says you know I was I was not overweight. I was fat. You know, I was not very smart. I was stupid. He calls himself out because when you shame yourself, that you know. Anybody else talking to you like that doesn't hurt you anymore. So, I mean, his yeah. book was amazing. So, you know, so really like Goggins. I wish there was more people. I subscribe it to a lot of people. Actually, to me, it's, it's even such a it's great book. It can be a business, uh, you know, book on leadership and self-development. So, yeah. Fantastic. So, Jake, I think we're coming to the end. Uh, thank you mm -hmm. so much for coming on Do It With Rio. Uh, I hope we can catch up on this subject more. To everyone at home watching, I hope this has been a useful uh, subject for you. It's not a usual LinkedIn subject, but I think it's a subject that everyone needs to know about. So again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you, Jake, for, for joining me today. It's been a fantastic session, uh, uh, and I hope we can catch up again soon. Definitely, Joe. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, happy to be here. And yeah, I love the T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Have a great uh, evening.